Hi, welcome to the shallow dive on the Dafyomi. I hope you enjoy. Let's start from the Mishnah. The bottom of the Chesma Beis. In Kosvin Shtarichov, the Moed. One is not permitted to write a loan document during the intermediate days of the festival. And if he doesn't believe the counterparty, but if, or if he doesn't have what to eat, even if he does normally, uh, neither party has a need. If neither party has a need to eat, then it would normally be disbarred. If this was an opportunity for the lender to protect himself by writing a document. That would be a reason to construe this as Dabra Avud. If that was not the consideration, Dabra Avud meaning something that if this opportunity is not taking during the intermediate days, then there's a risk of sizable financial loss. That's one of the principles guiding which types of malocha are permitted, which types of activities are normally prohibited, but in the case of Dabra Avud, when there's a risk of heavy financial loss, then it's permitted. Also, if somebody doesn't have what to eat, either party doesn't have what to eat. So if this is a vehicle to give them their needs, that would also be permitted. There is a Yichtov, then he should write it. In When it's not allowed to write Sefer Tfilin, Mezuzah, during Cholamoid, these are all specialized skills, something that should be avoided. Any scribal needs should be pushed off till after the festival. And one should not amend even one letter, either in the Sefer Torah of Ezra, which is a text that was written by Ezra, Ezra Sofer, or Sefer Torah in the Azara, in the Mikdash. Rabbi does permit a person to write his own Tfilin or Mezuzah, and a person may prepare, spin the thread for the tchelis, the dyed thread that is meant to be part of the tzitzis, of the talis, may do so on his thigh for his own tzitzis. Let's see Rashi. Vim eno mamino and if the lender does not believe the borrower, so that is the justification to compose a document to protect the lender, even during Cholamoy, Oh, If they need to give Parnassah to the scribe, so that would be a justification for drawing up this document, this 
loan document. And he'll be paid for his services, and it's Cholamoid. He needs to, to have what to sustain himself with over the course of the festival. And again, this is true in general. Whatever party is involved in a transaction, whether it be hiring for a service or purchasing goods, whether it be for the buyer or the seller, if any party involved needs it, then all parties are permitted to engage in the transaction. Afilu b'sefer Ezra, sefer shall Ezra. That's the gears that we have here. It is prohibited to make an emendation to fix. Obviously, it's an old Sefer Torah, Sefer Torah written by Ezra Sofer. If it needs to be fixed, wait until after Cholamoid. Afilu, the Sefer Ezra is our girsa. Vanishamati says Rashi, Azara behe, or how Azara, this is what Yushalmi says. Pirish Sefer Mogat Haya Azara. Shimemenu Haya Magiyam Kol Sifre Golo. Le'atzmo, for himself. Le'kayim, Zeha mitzvah. Okay, so let's look carefully. Kosev Adam Tfilim Mezuzus Le'atzmo. Rashi says, he may write the parchment, he might write these scrolls for either Tfilim or Mezuzus for himself. Le'kayim Zeha mitzvah, to fulfill the mitzvah. Tzalamoy. Mezuzus is not particularly controversial, but rather Tfilim. Tfilim is something that we need to examine. Rashi seems to be presenting what Rabbi is telling us as a requirement to fulfill the mitzvah of Tfilim during Cholamoid. Avalatzibur, Limkar, the Deras Chirus, have a Choshev Malacha. However, the Mishnah is excluding a sofer building up his stock for business. That's considered a Malacha, that's considered business. He's writing mezuzahs or tefillin for business to sell, so that's restricted. He may not do so on Cholamoid. Avungari is the lotion over there. Kimandalav Agrokashokil Shashuye Ba'almahu Vishari. Rashi explained the people who deal with the tables. Setting the tables, cleaning the tables, fixing the tables, various facets. They are allowed to do their work during Cholamoid for the Exilarch because they weren't taking a reward. It was Betova. They weren't taking a payment, perhaps getting a meal, but that's not restricted over here. But if it's for payment, so this would be prohibited. So so far is not allowed to write tefillin or mezuzos if it's to sell. That's what the Mishnah is saying. Next Rashi, V'tovah al yirecho, hachutim, these are the threads, the strands that he's trying to prepare to fulfill the mitzvah of tzitzit, avalov biyado, but not with his hand, bein etzva osav, ubeflach, kederecho. Rashi explains when it says al yirecho, on his thigh, this is a deviation from the standard manner that he does during the week, using his hands and the loom. That's how he would normally do it to prepare these threads. So now he's doing it during Cholamoid, the intermediate days, he's able to do it on his thigh, which is 
a shinui, it's, it's a different way of doing it than he would do it as a standard method. Now, there was no shinui mentioned for the tefillin mezuzos. Certainly by tefillin, it's prohibited to do iksiva in an unusual way. It needs to be iksiva tamo. It must be done in a normal way. Let's take a look at Tosfos. In Kosvin Shtarechov, Pirshu, B'Tosfos, Hu'adin Shtar Although the Mishnah only mentions the restriction on writing loan documents, but it also applies to Shtar Mechira, to a bill of sale. Da'ha Behade Elu, Kosvin B'Moed, Lochash of Shtar We do have a list of what is permitted to be written during the intermediate days of the festival, and it does not include a shtar bill of sale. So, okay, so it's not mentioned there. So it has to be in one of the places. Telsus is asserting that it belongs essentially here as something that's restricted, but the obvious question is, if that's the case, why is it not mentioned? He explains, because normally a bill of sale is not drawn up other than for the sale of real property. Bramin the ale, and we say earlier, David Gimel, that transactions of real estate are not meant to be done during Cholamoid. But that's in general. A person who's in, in the business trying to make a sale or a purchase, hold off until after the festival is over, unless it's needed for the festival. Then it's obviously permitted. This also applies if he sold the property before the festival. And now he wants to write a bill of sale. The show that also would be permitted during the intermediate days. The Honami This is also permitted under the general permission to engage in various malachas, even Maisa Uman, different activities that require specialty and expertise, like scrabble work. For Dabra Avud, for something that if it's not done, could entail a significant financial loss. This is presuming that there is some unforeseen circumstance that prevented him from drawing up this document prior to the festival. So he's not allowed to push it off to the intermediate days. But if the intent was to protect himself by drawing up a bill of sale, for this real property, and something came up he was unable to. Now he wants to do it during Cholamoid to protect himself, that would be permitted. So Tosis is explaining that essentially it's not different than a loan document, but since typically one would not be permitted to engage in the sale of property or purchase, other than the circumstances where it's necessary for the festival itself, which is unusual. So that's why it's omitted, because it's not a typical case. Whereas a loan is much more common 
to be permitted during the festival intermediate days. Somebody needs money for the festival, quite understandable. And therefore that's the classic case mentioned in the Mishnah. But essentially the two are parallel and could be drawn up should there be any concern of Dover Avud, of a, a risk of loss. As we mentioned before in the Mishnah, Rashi says, when Rabbi Yehuda asserts that one may write tefillin or mezuzos for himself, Rashi says to fulfill the mitzvah. It's not entirely clear when he intends to fulfill that mitzvah. Does he mean to do so during Cholamoid or after the conclusion of the festival? We have another Rashi that makes it pretty clear what his opinion is. If you look in Sukkah, the Mavav Maralef, the Gemara says, Somebody had in front of himself a multi, multiple mitzvahs to fulfill. He makes a generic blessing on fulfilling various commands. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Yehuda disagrees. He says each mitzvah gets its own bracha, and a person should not make a generic mitzvah when he is ready to fulfill multiple mitzvahs simultaneously. Rashi. Mitzvahs harbe. What would be an example? Somebody has many mitzvahs in front of him. Lito lulav. Leishev basoka. Clearly we're talking about the festival of sukkahs. Tractate Sukkah, 46a. So he wants to fulfill the mitzvah of taking the four species. He would like to fulfill the mitzvah of dwelling in the Sukkah. Rashi continues. More mitzvahs. Lanir tefillin. Lesatif pitzitzis. So he's got all these four, five mitzvahs actually. Shalyad and Sharosh are two separate mitzvahs. He's got five mitzvahs in front of him. Does he make a bracha for each one? Okay, set aside the huge debate about one bracha, two brachas for tefillin. So the case that Rashi is presenting to us of the many mitzvahs a person has in front of him simultaneously. So it's talking about cholamoy, and he wants to do lulav, sit in the sukkah, put on tefillin, and where's talas? Machlokas is what bracha or brachos does he make? Shver, where's puts on tefillin? Cholamoy, he is the one that pointed this Rashi out to me correctly. That that was clearly the Anhaga of Rashi. Okay. Can't argue with that. And our family is also from Rashi. At least on Zadie's mother's side. <laughs> Although most Ashkenazim are from Rashi anyway. By about 85%. Anyhow. Does everybody agree with this? Is this so posh? What's going on? Where it's flown on Cholmoid, not where it's flown on Cholmoid. Let's take a look at the Ramah. Nochus Tefillin. Ve'idalad al-Lachayud. Zman anochus Tefillin bayom lo balayla. There is a set time to wear Tefillin during the day, not at night. Shnema miyamim yamimo. Chukaz zu hi mitzvah Tefillin. Ve'chein shabasos v'yamim tovim enam zman Tefillin. Not only is there 
a break between day and night for the purpose of tefillin, but also we don't wear tefillin on Shabbosos and Yomim Tovim. It's not the right time. The Torah describes tefillin as a sign for you. And the times of Shabbosos and Yomim Tovim are also for you an os. So the implication is that one should not put upon oneself the os of tefillin when we have the os of Shabbos and Yom Tov. That is the Lashon of the Ramam. He does not speak out what's included in Yom Tovim. Let's see the Kasef Mishnah. Everybody agrees, module to Rabbi Kiva, that Shabbosos and Yom Tovim are not the right time for Tfilin. Not exactly Kule Alma, but it means in general it's not as controversial. Lenian Dino. Elo, the Rabbiosi Haklili, Maisila, Mechad Kra. Rabbi Kiva, Maisila, Mechad Kra. They argue about the derivation. General rule is that the Psak follows in accordance with Rabbi Kiva when it is a head to head attack disagreement. Some say that Cholomoid is part of Yom Tov for this purpose. And therefore, it's part of the Os, the special sign of the festivals, includes the intermediate days, and therefore do not wear tefillin on them. Some say no. One should wear tefillin during the intermediate days. It's only the Yom Tov, not the Cholomoid. So only the actual days of the festival that have the Yisra Malacha of Yom Tov, the classic restrictions that are much closer to Shabbos, and the Chol Hamoy, the days when we are pretty much allowed to do most things, are not included in the time of Os, of a sign. This is a big Machlokas. Yosef Mishnah quotes both opinions. Nira Medivir Rabbeinu it would seem from the Psak of the Ramah that he writes in Elchus Yom Tov that a person may write Tfilin for himself. Sounds like our Mishnah. He doesn't say Behedya. And the Ramah just says that that seems to be which way the Ramah is leading. The Ramah is not explicit. But from the fact that he writes in Shvisas Yom Tov, that a person may write tefillin for himself, it seems that he's leaning towards the Psak of Manichim, that one does wear tefillin on Cholamoy. Now here we're getting Eidus over here. 
Kesef Mishnah is telling us of a revolution. The custom of the world was to put on tefillin. Ad Basrai, until the days of our later masters, Bisfard in Spain. Motsu, the Sefer Hazar, the Shirashirim, they found in the book of the Zohar, on Shirashirim, Song of Song, Shemish, Maniach Tefillin, Becholomoid, that someone who puts on Tefillin, on Cholomoid, is Kemish Ekotus Benetius, like someone who is chopping down the plantings, the saplings, which is a euphemism for engaging in heretical beliefs or activities, not a good idea. A person should not be kosis minatias, very sharp accusation for putting on filan on chalamoid. And then it became out of fashion. They stopped putting on filan on chalamoid. The Kesa Mishnah tells us, well, you read the Ramam, sounds like, go ahead, where it's filan chalamoid. Even though here, he's so sin, he just says, Yom Tov, does that include intermediate days or not, as a time of Os? And Elvis Yom Tov, he writes that a person may write tefillin for himself, implying that it's a need of the intermediate days. And that was the custom in Spain, not just amongst Ashkenazi, until much later, the, this Zohar that strongly discouraged wearing tefillin chalamoid became popularized and the Sephardic community stopped wearing tefillin on chalamoid. That's the testimony to this revolution that the Kassim Mishnah brings. Let's see Hilfa Siyam Zayin halacha yidgemol. V'asar lichtov b'moed afilus farim tefillin umezuzos. It's prohibited to write. These scribal activities are restricted. It's ma'isa uman, even sefer tefillin and mezuzos. Then magina afilu osachas b'sefer ha'azara. Ramam is goyis like the Yerushalmi. One may not even amend even one letter. In the Sefer Torah in the Azar and the Mikdash, because it is a type of malacha, restricted activity, which may not be performed during the festival, including the intermediate days. However, a person may write tefillin or mezuzah for himself. And he may weave the tcheles for his garment, for his and if he doesn't have what to eat, so then it's permitted. He may write this farm or whatever it is and sell them for others in order to gain what he needs for the immediate purpose of the festival. Says the Kesef Mishnah. Mashmud 
Nagin. And the fact that the Ramam does qualify the restriction of emendation because it's not necessary, that if it would be necessary, if this is the only Sefer Torah they have, and they need it for the Kriya Satara, they want it to have the public Torah reading, so then it would be permitted. Well, okay. And the Ramam says if he doesn't have what to eat, then he may write tefillin and sell them for others for his needs. It would appear that the Ramam is leaning, claims the Kesef Mishnah here, the opposite of what he said in the laws of Sefer Torah, Philon Mezuzos, over here in Shavisus Yom Tov, he says that it would appear that the Ramam holds that you don't wear Tzfilin Cholamoid. The Chal Yom Tov, it's included in Yom Tov. And there's no additional permission to write Tzfilin over any other type of activity that's restricted. Only permitted if it's Kedei Parnasasam. According to the Ramam, it would appear that Rabbi is being more stringent than the others. Okay, we're going to have to see the Gemara shortly in Daphne Testament Aleph. But here the Kesef Mishnah is suggesting the opposite of what he told us before. And he's focusing on the last part of the Halacha, that the permission to write Sefer Torah, Tzilin, and Mezuzos, all of them, is Kedei Parnasasa. If he's doing it for others, it needs to be for his Parnasa. Now, what he said in Hilchus Tefillin was focusing on the previous halacha. He says, Adam Kosev Tefillin, Umezozo He could do it for himself. So, Tzarach Iyun, when he says there's no heter other than for his parnasa, so then why is he allowed to do it for himself? This is an anomaly. You see, right before. He says he's allowed to write for Parnassah, for others, that for himself he's allowed to do it. Apparently not for Parnassah. If it's not for the Moed, so what is the Heter? If it's not considered Tzarech Moed, and it's not for his Parnassah, what is the Heter? Lachera, it is Mashmo, like what the Kassim said, and Hilchus Tefillin, that the Ramam is leaning towards a mitzvah, of wearing tefillin on Cholamoid. Tzarachin, the way he's interpreting it here, why does the guest of Mishnah understand that it's a hetta for a person to write his own tefillin that he doesn't intend to use till after the festival? Not for his parnasa. What is the hetta? Why is he allowed to do it for himself, not for others? I don't know. I don't know why that should be. But that is what the guest of Mishnah is Understanding, at least in this Rama, not like what he says over there. Elchus Tefillin. Kesem Mishnah 
Machlokas Kesef Mishnah and Kesef Mishnah. What does the Rambam hold? Yes, we're at Tfilin Do not wear Tfilin Cholamite. Machlokas. Agos Maimonius in Hilchus Tfilin writes, Kas of Rabbeinu Yehuda, Shari haya oser l'anich Tfilin b'cholamite. Shari yeshvem os. That included in the restriction of Yom Tov and Shabbos is also the restriction of Cholamite. Cholamite also incorporates os. The Pesach, Matzos, Besukas, Sukkah Velulav. And this is a fascinating idea over here. I understand Pesach, Matzos, but there's a Machlokis Roshonim about whether there's a Kiyom Mitzvah or if it's merely a Roshos to eat Matzah for all the days after Leil Seder. All the time over Pesach, after the night, when there's an obligation to eat matzah, is it a kiyom mitzvah or a rishos? It would appear that if you say that there is an eos, there is a sign of the entire festival, and that is because of matzos on Pesach, that there's a kiyom mitzvah, not just a rishos. That one is fulfilling an obligation, even if it's not obligatory, it's not a chovah, it's not a requirement, but if one does it, they fulfill an obligation. If you don't say that, if it's merely a rishos, if the person can just eat carrot sticks if they'd prefer for the entire festival, then why would matzah be an os? It doesn't say chametz is an os, it says matzah. Sukkah, sukkah v'lulov. Okay, sukkah, very good. person would have a hard time going the entire period without sleeping, even if one could avoid having sudos. Lulav is interesting. Lulav, there's a mitzvah to take lulav in Yerushalayim, the entire seven-day period of the festival. But outside of that, well, outside of Mikdash Yerushalayim, whatever the Daraisa is, there is only, only a rabbinic requirement. So, to say that the os is for everyone, when it's only rabbinic for everyone, is a fascinating thing. It sounds like the fact that there is a del raisa somewhere to take lulav over the course of the entire week generates, is, a, is a, a proof that there is a sign of covenant throughout the week. This mitzvah, even if it doesn't apply to the individual, not everybody's in Yerushalayim, not everybody's in the Mikdash, the fact that it's rabbinic, lachera would not make the restriction on tefillin a, a biblical restriction. Meaning, if you if you biblically are required to wear tefillin, so it's a chiddush to say that the rabbinic requirement of taking the four species throughout the week is a, a novel change that creates a rabbinic os, if you will. It's a chiddush to say such a thing. And from that point, it's no longer mitzvah of tefillin, midrabana. It's possible, but as much as it's being put together with sukkah, which is daraisa, it's mashma that it's, it's not an alternate perspective with different mechanics, but rather also on a daraisa level that just like mitzvah sukkah, 
applies throughout the entire week of Sukkot, and that constitutes an os, a sign, that precludes tefillin as a sign, so too lulav, even if the mitzvah of lulav is actually only in a rarefied context, biblically, throughout the week of Sukkot. Amnon Rabbeinu Shimshon Kosav Sheyesh Lanech Tefillin B'Chalamoid Okay, Machlokas The Rash says yes, we're Tefillin B'Chalamoid V'chein Rabbeinu Baruch, the Sefer Shrumo He also joins the word Tefillin Club V'chein Rabbeinu Simcha Not shocking, Rabbeinu Simcha The author of the Mach Servitri is from the prime Talmidim of Rashi We saw Rashi Rashi Sukkah Memvav says Basically, we're tefillin on Cholamoid. So we're not surprised to see Rabbeinu Simcha on the list. So the guy lost his tefillin Cholamoid, came before Rabbeinu who sent him before Rabbeinu Barachano, he said to the sofer, give him your tefillin. And you write for yourself another pair. Go and write for him. So what does it mean that he may write for himself but not for others? How do you deal with that? What does it mean? So when it's restricted, it means when one wants to write film to leave them till after the festival, that's prohibited. If somebody wants its film to wear on Cholamoid, so they may be written even then. It's a tsar hamoy. So that's the, the simple understanding of this Yushalmi, which is brought over here and by Tosus and Erevin Nagbov as a raya to wear tefillin cholamoy. And although he started quoting those that say not to, Rabbeinu Yehuda, Uri, with Asa wearing tefillin. But most of the Gedoli Ashkenaz did wear tefillin, as we saw in the Kesef Mishnah. Apparently, so did the Sephardic community. Seems to have been the generic custom. The Smak Kasov, Shetov Lanicham Bolobrocha. This is an idea that many poskim bring. Yes, we're tefillin, but don't make a bracha. As much as it's a suffix, so suffix bracha is a hakel, skip the bracha on cholamoid. This idea is brought. The rush quotes such an idea. The ritva, the ram. The smack says, do it without a bracha on cholamoid. Gain over, bal tosef, ela, miskavan hosif. Gos maram padwa. So one can avoid the concern of Baltosif if it's not the time of the mitzvah. So then a person runs into the problem of Isser, 
Al-Tosif. He says, no, you don't make a bracha. So you're making it clear that you're not doing it L'shem mitzvah, unless there is a mitzvah, if you're treating it as a suffix, so you're not over Baal Tosef. That's a certain mahalach. To wear tefillin without a bracha. It's also pretty popular among those that wear tefillin today. The tour, in Simen Lamed Aleph, the Archaim says, Shabbos Yom Tov, Lavzman Tefillin Heim. V'cholo shel moed yesh mistapkin bo. Not so clear. You don't have a gemara mefresh, it's about cholo so therefore, he gives us Eitzah. Some are not sure, and therefore, put it on without a bracha. The Rosh says, don't worry about that. You can do it with a bracha. Fill in with a bracha. That's what the Rosh did. So Shulchan Aruch has a pretty sharp halashin, Simon Laman Aleph. The Kesef Mishnah goes from saying that was the widespread custom to saying it's Aser. Aser to wear film. They're also considered an os. Cholamoid is an os. Yeshomrim says the Ramah, Shecholamoid chayiv b'tfilin. Esosif b'shem arash. Chayin nogim b'chol glilus elu. That is the general custom. By the Ashkenazim. Lanichon b'moid. To put on tfilin, cholamoid. Ulubarach alayim. And to make a bracha like the Rosh. Do it quietly. The basic Knesset. Normally, say the bracha loud, at least Akubana, the first bracha. But on Cholamoid, sounds like in deference to the contingent of those that are Mistapkim. So, to not create a uncomfortable situation where they don't want to say the bracha, they don't want to answer amen to the bracha either. They don't want to be put in that situation where they're being forced to be in either answering or not answering a bracha. So, just say the bracha silently. When here's a bracha, they should make a, may answer amen. But if it's a bracha that not, should not be made, then you don't answer amen. What do you do in such a case? So, since that contingent is there, as the tour quotes, the rush quotes, as I mentioned, the Ran and the Ritva, a lot of Rishonim have this way to put on tefillin without bracha. So those that do say the bracha quietly. That's what the Ramah says. The Rashba, Mechel Kalef, Simon Tofresh Sadik, and Shalos and Shuas says as follows. So you're asking my opinion? Ben Benaderas says, I don't want to fill in on Cholomoy. I think they're also included in the Os. Because I'll tell you why. 
He doesn't go, as we saw in the Gosmemonius. Some say the Cholamoid is included in the Os because the Kiyom Mitzvah of Matzah, Sukkah, Lulav. Others are not so happy with that. And they say that's not the nature of the Os. The Os is like Shabbos. The Os on Shabbos is the Isra Malacha. What is the sign of the covenant? Is the restriction. And therefore, Cholamoid is generally permitted. But the Rashba says no. Cholamoid also has an Isra Malacha because unless it's Davra Avud, you're not supposed to engage in the Malacha on Cholamoid. It has to be a risk of significant loss to permit doing Malacha on Cholamoid. And he takes us to the next step. In order to actually be an os, this has to be true on a biblical level. To say that there's a status on Cholamoid as Moed, as Yom Tov, that is its own os and takes away from the os of Tefillin. You have to say that the Isra Malacha is Midoraisa. It's all brought from a Pasuk. Obviously, he holds that's not an asmachto. So the Rashba comes down on the side of Isser. If there's an Os, he says not to wear them. And he brings a lot of Rishonim, including this Ravid, that says that it's not Zman Tefillin, Cholamoid is not the time to put on Tefillin, and yet it is permitted to write them for yourself on Cholamoid. And this is the position that we asked on the Kesef Mishnah's interpretation of the Rambam in Helthus Yom Tov. It is a Ravid. So that the Kesef Mishnah understands that the Rambam and the Ravid are the same, at least the Kesef Mishnah in Hilchas Yamta, not like the Kesef Mishnah in Hilchas Tefillin. And again, we have this anomaly where this Shita, which is explicit in the Ravid, is being attributed to the Rambam by the Kesef Mishnah in Hilchas Yamta, that it's not the right time to wear Tefillin Cholamoid, but you're allowed to write the Tefillin for yourself on Cholamoid. You're not planning on wearing them now. Planning on wearing them, obviously, after Cholamoid, after the, the end of the entire Yom Tov. And yet, you may write them for yourself, not for others. Very strange Shita. Don't understand what is the reason for this. If it's, if it's the Zman, so I understand. If it's for business, for others, I understand why it should be restricted. If it's Laniach, if, if a person is trying to build up their inventory, that's not for themselves. But if there's no purpose for it on Yom Tov, why should it be mutter for themselves and not for others? The, the guy says, I want to wear it the day after Cholamoid, he doesn't have to pair of That's mutter. He has a pair of parallel case. His friend comes to him and says, I don't have a pair of for after Yom Tov. I'm sorry, I can't write for you. I have to wait until after. What's the difference? Both cases, somebody needs to wear tefillin after the Moed and they don't have right now. Why should it be a difference? This is the Ravid. This is the Ravid. 
The Kesef Mishnah claims in Elvis Yomtev that the Ramam agrees. So the idea that the Rashba is presenting is different than what we saw in Agos Maimonius and other Rishonim say. He's working with understanding the restrictions on Cholamoid are Daraisa. That is the, the backbone of his Shita. So the Machlokas. Machlokas if it's Daraisa or not. What does the Rush say? Chubas Rush. Some of the Geonim said not to wear Tefillin on Cholamoid. This is an old Shita. Which is what the Rashba Paskin. The Rush disagrees. He doesn't think that that is Mestaber. Because of a Mishnah in Moit Katan. Our Mishnah. The bottom of Yudchesim and Beis. Rebido Omer, Kosev, who, Tefillin Muzuz, Le'atzmo. He can write Tefillin for himself. From the fact that Rebuda says he may write to for himself, but not for others, it's for himself to put them on over the course of Cholamoid. For the mitzvah, they permitted him to write. Not for him to fulfill a mitzvah after the Moed. Right? If it would be for the mitzvah afterwards, the implicit question is, what's the difference between himself and others? So say, the second Yom Tov's out, start writing. You'll be able to finish before dawn. No problem. What's the big deal? Don't complain. How long does it take you to write film? It's only four pashes. Shalyad, Shalrosh, big deal. Okay. This we saw the Raya being brought by the Gauss Maimonius. It's also quoted in Tosos. The story in Yerushalmi. Masnisin, Paul Galei Derav, Kosev Adam Tefillin Tosos Laatzmo, Paul Acher Lo. Kosev Galei Kosev Laniach, Pirish Laniach, Ad Laacher Moy. The Hamrin Laatzmo Moter Lichtov Moy. That which is written that he may write for himself on Moed during the intermediate days, there is a concern maybe he won't have the availability to write them after, and then he'll end up not putting on Tefillin when he's Mokhriv in Tefillin after the end of the festival. But for another person, they did not matter. Did not matter for another person to write my mind. This is what the chilek is. But if somebody else needs them on Cholamoid, then it's permitted to write for him. So this svara, l'chara could be used by the Ravid, 
the Kesef Mishnah could employ it for his interpretation of the Rambam in Hilchus Yom Tov, that somehow there's either a greater sensitivity towards a person's own needs of mitzvah, even though he doesn't need the fill-in now, he needs them for after the festival, but for himself, there's a, a greater risk that maybe he'll get busy, maybe for somebody else, he'll make sure to get the job done, or maybe for himself, he's entitled to be more worried about it. And for somebody else, that's not as much his problem. I'm not sure what the angle is, but he is differentiating. If the guy wants it for Cholomoy to wear them, to do the mitzvah of tefillin, then he can write them for somebody else as well. He lent out his tefillin over Cholomoy. So if he doesn't need them, so he's not allowed to write them. But if he does need them, so he's allowed to write them for himself, but not for others. The Rosh understands that the various versions of the Yerushalmi have the implicit understanding that you put on tefillin on Cholamoy. And specifically, Shabbos and Yom Tov, the actual Yom Tov of the festival, not the Cholamoy, that has the status of Os, of a sign, that there's a restriction of Kol that's what's called Mikra Kodesh, Holy Convocation, that's when you have Os, and that's when there's no Tefillin, no Mitzvah of Tefillin. According to Rabbeinu Tam, it says the Isser, the restriction, the limited restriction of Molach and Cholomoyd is anyway only rabbinic. So then that's not going to constitute the status of an Os and a sign. So according to Rabbeinu Tam, the status of the Isra Malacha is, is certainly not what would generate st- the, the status of Os on Cholamoy, because that's only Midar And the Rosh concludes with telling us the Yesh Manichim below Bracha, Mishum Safek Bracha Some people don't make a Bracha because they are not sure, which is a problem in itself. The issue is on. The Agos Maimonius was a concern of Baltosif. There is this contingency of putting on film without a bracha. Vishalom. Asher ben Harav Rabbeinu Zatzal. So that's the rush. That's his psak. He says, there are some that don't make with a bracha. He himself does. He hasn't mentioned that here. But we have the testimony of the tour, that that's what he did. In Alchus Katanas, in Alchus Tefillin, the Rush talks about it. He brings down, It's not because of Asiyas Malacha, you want to know what is the Os? Yom Tov, Shabbos and Yom Tov themselves are no Os, so no Tefillin. Even Cholamoy, 
Ika Os, because there's also an Os on Cholamoid. One's allowed to do Malacha Medoraisa, like Rabbi Natan said. It's still called an Os. Bepesach, Dazer Bechilas Chometz. One is not allowed to eat Chometz. He's not talking about the Kiyom Mitzvah of Matzah, but the Iser Chometz. Taurus, serious business. Don't eat Chometz, the entire festival of Pesach. So that's an Os. The Sukkahs, the Chayab Sukkah. There's also an Os because on Sukkahs, the Mitzvah of Sukkah is in force. Gemara says, according to Rabbi Meir, a person can write film for himself and for his friend as a favor. He can do a bit of a trick, a ruse, sell his own film, and then write for himself. Another pair. Because there's a head to write for yourself. If the, the discussion was writing for the person to have tefillin for after the Cholomoid, after the festival, what does it matter if it's for himself or for others? The implication is that there's a mitzvah on Cholomoid itself. Pretty clear. Now the rush. Although he's brought this as a raya, supporting the idea that there is a mitzvah putting on tefillin cholamoid, he's not, he's backing away from it, not so certain. Miu Efsher, it is possible. The Rebbe Meir, Rebbe Yehuda, they're going according to their own reasoning. The Isluhu Shabbos Man They hold that Shabbos is the right time for tefillin. So, According to Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Huda, if Shabbos is the right time for tefillin, so is Yom Tov, so is Cholamoid, obviously. And that is what they say in Erevin, Taik Vavim also Gemar and Shabbos, at least for Rabbi Meir. So the Rosh is saying we should not at all be shocked. Enachanami, it's clear over here that Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Huda are saying that there's a mitzvah putting on tefillin on Cholamoid, but maybe they're saying that because of their other opinion that even Shabbos is the time of putting on tefillin. That's not a riot. We don't hold like that. Once we don't hold like that, so one could say we don't hold like this, this psak, this Mishnah. But Raya Yerushalmi brings the Raya Yerushalmi that sounds like there's a mitzvah on Achos tefillin Cholamoid. Don't say over there, Yushalmi is talking about the Shita of Shabbos being his manfilin. Don't say that. Even though it's Machlokis Tanoim, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Huda are of that marginalized opinion that Shabbos is a time of morning tefillin, the Amoraim do not follow that opinion. So this is a story with Rav. It's not Mestaber to say that it's going according to that opinion. It's more reasonable to explain our Gemara, not as arguing with the Jerusalem Talmud, but in concert with it. And compare Shabbos and Yom Tov. Because 
that the comparison is the restriction of malacha, meaning he's pushing against saying that there's not a really uh, strong isra malacha on chalamoid. Say there is, say that there is a davar avud. Sefer itim sharav batzloni zal roisi kasu sikta dagon malacha also anich tefillim shabbos of yamutovim tersiv shemat esachuka azos also anich tefillim b'chalamoid. So it's a machlokas. He brings the chokim. Vein early lismocha hepsik tiska mishum to kamel on alacha krebi kiva mechaveiro. Don't rely on this to say that there's an iser of wearing tefillin on chalamoid because we pass in the alachas like Rabbi Kiva against his colleague. V'yom muki shemat zaruka chukas pesach. Shabbos v'yom tov nafka le min v'hay lachal os chenk paskar v'ashi v'laylo zman tefillinu. Which is what the Gesset Mishnah was saying in Hilchus Tefillin. That the, the invocation of this verse and the, the implication of the Ramam is that Cholomoy is like Shabbos Yom Tov. Avol Rabbi Kiva nafka leim Shabbos Yom Tov v'mitra haylachal os in zebchal mepirshas la'el. V'gam mash shekasa v'agon shlomo patum tefillin ulesa yisun also tzitzis v'chzi v'yish shemnechan tefillin b'chalamoy v'lo bracha. He does bring those that argue as as much as it's machlokes. Some say put on tefillin without a bracha on chalamoy. V'mavarech lo hifsit. But here the Rosh says one may make a bracha. Without concern, without a loss. That's what the Torah says he did. Interesting. So, in his tshuva, he does not quote the alternate way to read. He does quote the minig not to make a bracha. In Alchus Kadamus, he says that one could get out of this sugya. One could push and say, Remei and Rabbi Yehuda hold that Shabbos is the time of Tefillin, and Memela, so is Cholamoy. Shabbos, Yom Tov Cholamoy. And that's why he can write for himself. So he, he walks that back. He, he only says that as Efshir. And the Mukha Yosef runs that way for Tshitos. Take a look at the Mukha Yosef. He says, Marin. Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, Azli, Litamayu. Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda go according to their reasoning. The Savri, the Moed, the Shabbos, Zman Tfilinu. Shabbos, Samach Beis, Manalaf. Erevim, Tanak, Bavim, Beis. Mishum Hochi, Muchach, Shekosev, Atzmo, Lichvod HaMitzvah. This Sogia is going according to the opinion of Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, that hold Moed and Shabbos is the right time for Tfilin. The Gra learns that way as well. Take a look at the Gra in Shulchan Aruch. Cholamoid. Rotzelomar. The Matzah Besukah. Chenkosov. Bolchatz Gedolos. Sefer Itim. Shem Hagon. V'yeshomrim. Going on what the Ramah says. V'yeshomrim shebecholamov chayv betfilin. Mashkosov moed katan daf yitas medalev. Like our sugya. Dilanich la'achar moed. 
He's writing it anyway for after Cholamoid, after the end of the festival. What does it make a difference for himself or for others? Russ says, don't bring a proof from our Gemara at all. They're going according to their reasoning. The Islu, the Shabbat Yom Tov, Zman Filanahim. Mashkazov Moed Kartan Sham. Chain Harosh, Be'er Kamo. Rabbelachos Ketanas. Docharayazu. The Rosh also says, Esher, that that's what's going on over here. That it's Rabbi Meir reviewed according to their reasoning. And you can't bring a solid raya from this Gemara. Chain Tosos Menochas. And Erevin. Shamin Raya Klau. Shamaliv Mandomar Shabbos Zman Filin. Anuka Yosef Shom, the Sugi de Shom, the Ain Ladezu Iker Klau, Ma Shavir Tosus Ervin Shom, Mashmos Klas, Sugi de Sofer Kam de Beza, Ain Mashmos Klau de Sugi Hanal. The girl is very strong in rejecting the claim of the Ramah that there's a mitzvah of putting on Tzil and Cholamoy, and like the Rush himself says, one could be Marche. The mashmos of our sugya, that's going not a libedel it's not the halacha. Not surprisingly, Maisarah, written about the minhagim of the gra, it says, and Simon could find out, ain manichin tefillin b'chol shomoid. Don't put on tefillin cholamoid. Machabdin es hamodos b'ksus nakiya b'achil of shtiya karav liyomtov gomer. It's very close to yomtov. Cholamoid is like yomtov. Don't say Kutvach, don't say Shavuot Tov. After the end of the Yom Tov, say Kutmoy. Shita Shalom Leishiv Bechanus, or Shab Kutmatia, Shayna Motor. Can't engage in your shop, other business. Unless there is a risk of significant financial loss. Right after the festival is over, do they put on tefillin early in the morning? And I heard that that's what the brisk rub did also, that although he wouldn't wear tefillin cholamoy, he would put on the tefillin for longer afterwards to make up for the missed time. That seems to be coming from this gra. It could be that it's a chavivus, or it could be that there's no specific mitzvah of Hanachas Tefillin, meaning the Gra. Anyway, he wore Tefillin all day. But for the Brisk Gra, for those that did not wear Tefillin all day, so a person could, in theory, make up the time by wearing them a little bit extra. So they're making up for the time they didn't wear them over Cholamoy. The Gra is clearly going against the Ramah. The Bach, he brings Le'inyan Alocha, Nara Nara Opashte, that there's different ways of doing things, like a river has a different course, and have various flows, and it's a, an expression of tolerance, various ways of doing things. Vanan, Bamalchuseinu, Noagin, Lanichon, Ulubarachalem, Maram, Baharosh, it says the general custom in our places, Ashkenazim, is to wear the tefillin and to make a brach on them, like Maram and the Rosh. 
The general custom by the Sfardim is not to put on tefillin. Ein beis Yosef shochnorach baga b'sham. Different customs. The Aruch Hashulchan says, the end of Simon Amin Aleph, quotes the beis Yosef, Pasuk she'en la'nicham, Rabbi Noramah Pasuk she'esh la'nicham, v'yasa baracha balachash, v'chol Sfardim e'ma anichim. And he's telling us what's done. All the Sfardim don't put on tefillin. And all the Ashkenazim do put on tefillin. But now they don't make a bracha. And that's fitting. Everybody should do their minik. Like Rav Chaim Ozer said, You don't touch something that's in in limbo, in a state close to death. You don't touch somebody in such a state. It's dangerous. Minhagim in general, Chaim Ozer says, are like gosasim. Don't touch your minik. You have a minik, just do your minik. And Archa Shulchan said, Kol echad yachsik b'minhago ve'achshav rabo gamkin gam ben Ashkenazim shalol anicham. And even now, there are many amongst Ashkenazim that don't put on tefillin. Like we saw the grub. Ve'en laharech bezet. Mew, I call upon him. The base medrash, echad lo Don't have it in one place. Where some are putting on tefillin, some are not putting on tefillin. Mishum lotus goldu. Have a problem. Can't look like two terrors. Can't have in one place. Some people sh- saying there's a mitzvah tefillin. Some people saying there's no mitzvah tefillin. Sestira. Don't have it in one place. Do your minig. But not in a way that is a flagrant conflict. Some people doing this way, some people doing that way. That's a separate problem of Lotus Godadu. And he concludes, Ve'elu, ve'elu, divre, elokim chayim. Similar to what we saw, different mahalchim. person should do their meaning. Continuing in the Gemara. Tona Rabbana. Person should write Tilan Mazuzas for himself. And he can spin on his thigh the Tchelis thread for his tzitzis. And for others, he can do it as a favor, not for pay. He can do this rus, according to Rebuda, sell his own, and then, now he needs for himself. And write another pair. Rabbi Yossi says, go for it. No problem. You can write. Kede Panasoso, Rashi says, Harvacha. To have extra. There's really two ways of reading Rabbi Yossi. Either he's saying the most stringent opinion, that it's Kede Panasoso Mamish, he can only do it if he really needs it. Or he's saying a most lenient opinion. Like Rashi says, Harvacha. He's doing it. He's doing this ksiva to sell in order to have extra on Cholamoid or the festival. Early Rav, Rabchananel, Amrilo, Rav Abar, Rabchananel, Rabchananel, Halacha, what is Halacha? Kosev Moche Kedako, Kedepar Nasasa. Sak is like Rabbi Yossi. Let's see, Tosos. 
Rabbi Yossi Omer Kosev Mocha Kedei Panasoso, Deshor Legamre Lachem Beschar, Vedavka Kedei Panasoso, Lachor Meikom Akula. It would seem, like Rashi said, that Rabbi Yossi, which is how we passkin, is the most lenient opinion. O Pirsh Tukula Havishore Kedei Panasoso, Ve'en Lomayocha, that everybody would agree that if he doesn't have what to eat, he's allowed to sell tefillin, to write them and sell them, in order to have what to eat on Cholamoy or the festival, on Yom Tov. And according to that, Rabbi Yossi is the most stringent opinion. But it does not sound like that. If he was trying to be stringent, he should come in such a way that is being mamayit and limiting the hefter and saying he should only be allowed to write for his basic necessities. But it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like that in the context. Rabbi Yossi says, Kosovo Mocha Kedarko, Kedei Panasoso. Doesn't say Eino Kosovo Ela Kedei Panasoso. Mio Bimilsa, the Rabbi Yehuda, Kosha Namiktas, the Havile Lememar, Eino Kosovo Ela Kedei Panasoso, Aide Cherim, Oide Arama, Hashnamas Nisun Iso, Asio, Kiribime. This diak, though, is not such a strong diak because of the phraseology of Rabbi Huda. Do you want him to speak in a way that's uh, more generous in the Heter? When he says, So he is saying a limitation on that. He's got this trick, the ruse, to sell one's own tefillin and then write another pair. But he could have written, Meaning, as much as he's arguing with Rabbi Yossi, saying that, that just to have our harvacha, to have extra, he wouldn't permit. It would seem that he's agreeing that it's permitted for harvacha, but he doesn't do it outright. He only permits, Rabbi Yehuda only permits doing this ruse in order to increase his funds for the needs of Yom Tov. in order to put them on, Rabbein Yon. What pirish? The Asya, Kribiyosi, Afi, Masha Pirish, Kribiyosi, Machmir. And that will fit with Rabiyosi, who only permits writing as a Chumrah only for the bare necessities. Bein Rai Mikan, Shemutlanet Tfilin. Tosa says, You don't have a proof from here that you're allowed to write Tfilin on Cholamoid. Dildilmo, Rigme, Rabiyudo, the Tamayo. Maybe they're going according to their reasoning. The Sphere of the Perak, Motsit Tfilin. As they hold in Erevin, Sarebovim Adeis, Shabbos Manfilin. They hold Shabbos as Manfilin. As the Rosh said, as the Gross says very explicitly, Moke Yosef, Verabo, Verab, Verabo, Bar, Barchano, Nami, Hochi, Motsi, Sabra, Apogav, Dekulu, Amoroi, Perk, Pomets, Rabo, Mashma, Deisluhu, Shabbos, Lavs Manfilin. Although it seems that the consensus among Amoroim is that Shabbos is not the time for Tfilin. Avar Bitzvot, Ben Avram, Maybe Mirushalmi Lahatilanich brought a riot from Yushalmi to permit wearing Tfilin on Cholamoid. The story of Yushalmi Chabanash 
over to the fly of a kalamado, a person lost its fill on a kalamoid, also like a maid of Hanano, and the person came before Rav Hanano. There she that he should write for him another pair of tefillin because he was a sofer. He is a Megillah. Shalchek HaMed the Rabbah Barachano. He sent him before Rabbah Barachano. Omar Le'ezil Havle'et Filecha. Here's what you should do. Give him your tefillin. And you write for yourself another pair. As the Mishnah says, a person can write by us. A person can write tefillin for himself. Azuk HaMed the Rav. Omar Le'ezil 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 Write for him straight. You don't need to make a ruse. Rav explained what is the mission talking about. It's writing that there's no permission to write to build up inventory. But to put them on the Tfilon on Cholamoid, that would be permitted. And again, that's the Mashmos to Yushalmi. The Hete. That's the Pasuk that is quoted by the Raman, it's It would seem to include a restriction on wearing Tfilin also in Cholamoid. That the os is applicable also on Cholamoid because you're not allowed to do malacha unless it's davra avod, unless it's at risk of significant loss. If it's only an Issa Darabonon, it can't be that it's restricted from that. That those are substitutes for the fact that on the, the full time of Pesach, it seems a Kiyo Mitzvah of Matzah, and one sits in the Sukkah, that constitutes an Os, taking away from the need for the Os of Tefillin. According to that, if you say there is a mitzvah of wearing tefillin on Cholamoid, so then Yomim Yomimah will only exclude Shabbos and Yom Tov, not Cholamoid. So Tosus is busy bringing different shitos, not, uh, not committing himself. Continuing in the Gemara. And, as the Mishnah said, a person is allowed to weave the thread of Tchelis for his tzitzes, for himself, on Cholamoid. The Mishnah says he may do it on his thigh, but not on a stone. Rebbe Yezer is taking the stringency. The Chachamim say, no, it's even permitted with a stone. And there's another version, Rabbi Yudah says, in the name of Rabbi Yazir, that he may prepare this thread, the Tchelis thread, for his tzitzis with a stone, but not with a plach, not with the loom. But the Chachamim, for their part, 
disagree and say it's permitted across the board. The conclusion of the Gemara seems to be that it is permitted to repair the thread of Tchelis in any manner, whether it be on his thigh or on a stone or in a loom, and a person may write the Tzalem Azuzos in a normal way and sell them for his Parnasa, which, as we said, Rashi and Tosa seems to support the position that Rabiosi is saying the biggest leniency, Kidei Parnasasa, means Larvacha, to have more for the festival itself. Shulchan Aruch and Simen Tafkuf Memhei, Sif Beis writes, Kosev Adam Tefillin Mezuzos Le'atzmo, person may write Tefillin Mezuzos for himself, on Cholmoid, Tova Al Yirecho Tcheles. And a person may prepare the thread for Tcheles on his thigh, which is the Lashon of the Mishnah, the Big Do, the Tzitzis the Big Do, and the threads for the Tzitzis for his garment. And he may write and sell for others, not for his own use, in order to sustain himself. According to the Torah, the interpretation of Ribiosi, in the broader sense, even just to have extra that he's going to consume and enjoy, over the course of the festival. If he's writing them to put on the tefillin himself, then it's certainly mutter. And anyway, the restriction is the Maisa Uman, the specialized writing of the parashias and tefillin, but to prepare them, to make them otherwise, that is permitted. So the Taz asks Akasha, Tobal Yerecho, Pirish Derch Shinui. It seems that the Machaber is only giving a limited hetzer, the one to prepare the Tcheles, with a Shinui. That he's doing it with some unusual manner on his thigh. Aval Hatur, Beharamam Kosva, feel below Shinui. They say Hatur Stam, like the Pashtas of the Gemara, like the Chachamim, Ben Be'evan, Ben Be'flach. Beis Yosef seems to have changed his tune. Why is he saying over here it has to dafka be that he can only have a heter to prepare the tzitzis on his thigh? The tzchelis on his thigh? It sounds like he's requiring some deviation from the norm, how he would do it during the week. That's against what he says. Beis Yosef, it's against Ramam, the tour, against the Pashas of the Gemara. What's going on? Taz does not have an answer. Mungan of Ram says, Le'atzmo, Afilo nichan l'achra moed. Right, that l'achra you have to say according to the Shulchan Aruch that's not permitting you to wear tefillin achal moed. And he's saying this, so he's permitting you to write for yourself to set them ready even for after the moed. V'tov afilo lo shinui. So when he says, that it's permitted, Tova Al-Yerecho, Magnavram says it means even without a Shinoi. Not like the Mashmos that the Tad claims, but even without a Shinoi. Al-Yerecho, so what does it mean, Al-Yerecho? Nearly the Baal Lashmoinon, the Galgal Aser, the Tavos. Davshemil Satuva. Because with a Galgal, where this 
industrial method of production, that is prohibited. That's Dafshamilsa, that's going to generate a lot of ruckus, and that is not a permitted. But the normal way of doing it, like the Taz asserts, the Mashmosa Gemara, Bein Be'evin, Bein Be'plach, that would be permitted. It's only something that would be Dafshamilsa, Tuva, a great ruckus, that would be restricted. And that's why the Machaber says, that's the Magad of Ram's explanation, defense. Mishnah. Somebody buries their dead three days before the beginning of the festival. That nullifies from him the decree of Shiva, the seven days of mourning. They're nullified. Shmona. If the burial takes place eight days before the onset of the festival, that negates the next series of mourning, which is called Shloshim. Where they have stated that Shabbos goes up, the Enam of Sekes, and does not break it up, break up the morning. See Rashi. Shabbos Ola. Ira Shabbos bimei evlo. Ola minin shiva. If during the normal course of a week of shiva, Shabbos will come up. So it is a placeholder for the days of morning. Ve'enam of sekes. Del'acha Shabbos tarch lahashlim shiva yimei velos ima Shabbos does not stop the next part of the Shiva, of the seven days of mourning. It's a placeholder. So whenever Shabbos comes up, he doesn't mourn on Shabbos, and he continues as though Shabbos were a day of mourning till he completes the seven days of mourning. That's Ola ve'enam afsekes. Regalim afsikin ve'enam olim. The regal is different. The festival is not like Shabbos. It is mafsik. But it's not Ola, Rashi explains. If somebody buried their dead three days before the festival, entirely severs the continuity of Shiva. After the festival, he does not need to complete the process of Shiva at all. Where do you have Ein Olim? That it's not Ole, unlike Shabbos, that is Ole, so it's not like a, a placeholder. The case is, if somebody buried their dead on the festival, so let's say during Chalmoy, somebody was Nifter, and they were buried, so there is no nullification of Shiva, the seven days of mourning. And you may regal in Shiva. You may have So the subsequent days of the festival, till he goes back to the days of the week, the regular weekdays, do not detract from his required seven days of mourning. Rather, after the regal, the festival is concluded, he needs to start saying Shiva and complete. An entire seven days. 
Zui Svarasi. That's my understanding. Avo, Behatik, from what's quoted Matasi, I found, Ve'en Olin, what does it mean Ve'en Olin? Ve'chi Kavar Esmeso, Shnei Yomim Fnei Rega. So Rashi explained it that it's talking about if the person was buried on the Rega. But the Mishnah actually says three days, and he's found in a, a different interpretation of what he said, that if the burial took place less than three days before the regal, so you didn't have the most intense period of bachi, of crying, which is three days from the burial, but you only had two days, then the regal will not but mevatal gzir shiva. Any miracle olin, the minion shiva sime evlo, ela acha regal tzarklashim heyime avelus, lahashlim, vashne yomim, shnogufne regal. So unlike Shabbos, which is a day where the morning is put on pot, but it's a placeholder, and it's as though it were a day of mourning. So a person doesn't have to have seven days of complete mourning. Shabbos in the middle is this placeholder. The regal is not like that. In this interpretation that Rashi found, if the burial took place two days before the festival, so the subsequent days of the festival will not be considered as placeholders, so let's say Shavuos. So if he has Shavuos, he will not come back the day after Shavuos or two days if it's Chutzlaretz, and then uh, con continue with a few more days of Shiva. No, he'll have to complete all the remaining five days of Shiva. The burial took place two days before the Raga. Rashi disagrees with what he has found. Although the Mishnah says three days, the burial took place three days in advance of the festival, doesn't mean only three days. Even if it's just a moment, one hour, before the festival, and even if the burial took place right before the festival, and a person begins the seven days of mourning immediately upon the conclusion of the burial, that's when the beginning of Shiva takes place, and if that happens before the onset of the festival, then when the festival comes, it negates the rest of the Shiva. It's masik. And that's the position of Rashi, and therefore he explains the contrast with Shabbos, is not talking about burial two days before, but rather talking about where the burial took place on the regal itself, in the days of Cholomor. That's when the moi does not contravene the Avelus, and after the moi is concluded, there will be a full seven days of mourning. The Ramam would seem to agree with Rashi. In the Spirit Mishnah, he says, Kodos meso gimel yomim kodem the regal batle menu chulu hasak so the Ramam also agrees with Rashi that the halacha is that it's not dafka buried three days in advance to have the regal stop the continuing shiva, but even just a little bit. If the burial took place even an hour before the onset of the festival, shiva is stopped. Now that's a, that's a, a Gemara. 
brings down this opinion. It's in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Nafchaf Manalef. Afilu Yomach Afilu Achas. That seems to be the conclusion. And Tosfus points out, Tosfus says a kasha. According to Rabbi Yochanan, the rule is that you pass like a stam mishnah. Our mishnah is a stam mishnah, so it should be dafka when the burial took place. Three days in advance, do you say that the festival will negate the continuing mourning? It's over. According to Rashi, it's very good. Rashi will answer that is correct. Yochanan does pass in like the Stamishnah. And in his Pirsha Mishnah, he learns Lavdafka. Three days is Lavdafka. So that Lachera is to a degree what's driving Rashi, perhaps, to say. Labdafka in the Mishnah, because the conclusion of Rabbi Yochanan, La Halacha, is, as the Ramam also says, Labdafka on this three days, but even Sha'achas. So then it will be Rabbi Yochanan passing in like Islam Mishnah. Continuing in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yezer Omer, Mishachar Beis Hamikdash, Atzeres Shabbos. Rabbi Yezer says, from the time of the destruction of the temple, there is no Aliyah Le Regel, there's no obligation to have a pilgrimage going up to all the sacrificial requirements for the Jewish men. Once that is no longer the case, Atzeres, Shvuz, does not have the status of a festival of seven days, which will negate the mourning period, but rather it'll be like Shabbos, which puts the mourning on pause, but that day is a placeholder, and the days afterwards continue the morning. That's the opinion of Rebbe Yezer. Rashi explains, Mishachar beis hamikdash she'ein latzeres tashlumen kol zayin ve'na ela yom echad. Even though Shavuos is only one day biblically, but when you have korbanos, you have the offerings. If somebody didn't bring their korban chagiga, their korban reiya, so you have the capacity to do tashlumen the required offering can be brought for the entire week of the festival. Even though the festival itself is only one day. That, of course, is only relevant when you have a temple. After the destruction of the temple, that's no longer the case. And therefore, according to Rebbe the status of Shavuos, which no longer retains a significance for the entire seven days, there's no sacrificial component to it. Therefore, it's downgraded to be like Shabbos, not to have the status of Yom Tov, which will negate mourning, because it has the substantial content of a week. That's Shabbos. Rebbe Gamliel says Rosh Hashanah, which is one day, Yom Kippur, also one day, are like festivals. They are Yom Tovim, they're like Regalim. The Chachamim, the majority opinion, disagrees with both Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Gamliel. Ella atzeres karagalim. Rosh Hashanah v'yom kippurim kishabbos. Rather, Shavuos, even after the destruction of the temple, 
still retains the status of a regal, even if it's only one or two days. If the burial took place beforehand, it negates the rest of the Shiva, the seven days of mourning. And Rosh Hashanah and Kippur are like Shabbos. They do not negate Shiva. They are not like the Yom Tovim, not like Regalim. And that appears how we pass it. Says the Gemara, Amarab, Gzerus Bitlu, Yomim Lo Bitlu. Rashi, Shloshim Bitlu, the decree of 30 days was negated, Ava Yomim Lo Bitlu. Shloshim Yom Lo Bitlu, Tadain Tluim Vomdin. So the period of 30 days is not entirely negated. Just to get a, a backdrop, what's the difference to, between Shiva and Shloshim? The Ramam in Hilchus Evel, Perak Hei Holoch Aleph, explains Shiva. These are restricted biblically on a mourner on the first day from the Torah. The remainder of Shiva, the seven days of mourning, are rabbinic. As the Ram says in the very beginning of Hilthas Avelos, Hilthas Avel, although we have the Torah discussing seven days of Avelos, that was before Matan Torah. Mitzvah's Asay, Lis Abel, Al Krovin, there's a biblical command to mourn over the passing of one's kin. Shneemar, Echalti, this is derived from a verse restricting the eating of the carbon. Would it be good in the eyes of God to eat from the chatos on the inauguration of the Mishkan and the tabernacle? There's a restriction because of mourning. Not of an died. It's only on the first day a biblical restriction. Shehu yom hamisa v'yamakfura. And this is when it's both the day of death and the day of burial. The remainder of the seven days of mourning are not biblical. Even though the Torah does describe a period of mourning of seven days, the Torah was given and that no longer was in effect. And it's an enactment from Moshe Rabbeinu. It's an old takana from Moshe Rabbeinu to have Shivas Yemei Velos the Shivas Mishnah together brought at once. This is a rabbinic enactment from Moshe to have Shiva seven days of mourning and seven days of celebration for the celebration of marriage. Both are seven days Avelos and Mishnah Midrabanon Moshe Benu enacted. So what are the restrictions of Shiva? Midivrayim. Also, l'saper, l'chabes, v'lirchotz, l'osoch, sham shmitaso, l'inos asandal, l'asos molocha, l'kros v'etera, l'skofes amito, l'fros rosho, l'shub shal. Eleven things are restricted during Shiva. Person's not allowed to get a haircut, to do laundry, to bathe themselves, to anoint themselves, to have intimate relations, to wear leather shoes, to engage in their trade, their malacha, to learn Torah, to set up their bed in a normal manner. It needs to be turned over and slept on that way. 
the Kroas Rosha to, to go with her head uncovered, supposed to go with her head covered, Lisha Shom to, to seek out their friend's welfare. These are 11 restrictions on a person who is mourning for the entire first week of mourning. What's Shloshim? The Raman describes Shloshim at the beginning of Perak Shishi. These are the restrictions on a mourner that are applicable for the entire 30 days. Also, Bittasperis is not allowed to get a haircut. The Giyutz is also not allowed to, to starch, iron his clothing to, to make pleats. Benesuin to get married. Simchas Reos to go to a festival or a festive celebration. Belelech Bischera from Dino to go on a large trip from one country to another for business. Five restrictions for Shloshim, for the period of 30 days. There are 11 restrictions for Shiva, five for Shloshim. So now, the Gemara is describing what happens when the morning intersects with the Rega. So you have the festival, stopping the morning. How does it work? Shiva and Shloshim. So, Rav says, Gresh bitlu, yomen lo bitlu, chenam rukhuna, gzeras bitlu, yomen lo bitlu, rosheshe somer afilu yomen nami bitlu. We saw Rashi, Shloshim bitlu, ava yomen lo bitlu, Shloshim yom lo bitlu, dadayin tlim ve'omdin. The period of 30 days, that restriction, those five things, are still in effect and not negated by the onset of the festival. My time yom lo bitlu, kiloma be'eze inyan lo bitlu yomen. My time yom lo bitlu, she'im lo gilech erve regel, also gilech achar regel. In what way do you say that the restrictions of shloshim are still in effect and not necessarily negated if he did not shave on the day before the festival, then the prohibition of shaving will remain for him even after the festival. For the entire 30 days. Ash explains, that in order to negate the period of Shloshim, he has to proactively negate it. So he has permission in honor of the festival to get the haircut, to get the, to, to shave before the festival. But if he didn't, so then he has to retain the restriction for the entire Shloshim, the entire period of 30 days of mourning. Top of your testament base, Vatanyan, we have a Braiso. The covers Meso, Shloshi Yomim, Kodamaregel. Somebody buried their dead three days before the festival. Butle Menu Shiva. The period of mourning, the intense mourning of seven days, is negated. The 11 things we saw in the Rama. Shmona Yomim, Kodamaregel. If the burial took place eight days before the festival, Bidlo Menu Shloshim. Then the Regal, the festival, knocks out the 30 days. Mugaleach Regal. And he may shave, get the haircut on the day before the festival. If he didn't shave, he didn't take that opportunity to honor the festival by getting the haircut, then the restriction is in place even afterwards and he must continue with the restrictions of the 30 days of mourning. Abishol disagrees. He said it's permitted to shave, get the haircut after the festival. Kach mitzvah shiva mevatelas gzeir shloshim. 
just as the three days in advance, the burial three days in advance, negates the continuing restrictions of Shiva, of the seven days of mourning, so too, when he's entered into the period of Shloshim, so the festival negates that as well. Fully negated does not require proactively getting the haircut or the shave to negate the, shlo the Shloshim, the period of 30 days. So now the Gemara is asking, Vanan Shmonetnan, this Brisa said, seven days, our, our Girsa was eight days, meaning, which is it? How do you count? How do you count the uh, initiation of Shloshim? Abishol is of the opinion that the minority of the day is counted as a full day. And a seventh day goes for both the seventh and the eighth day. So the beginning of the seventh day, when he's mourning, is the end of Shiva. When he gets up, so now the same thing will be said that the end of the seventh day is the beginning of Shloshim. So that's the, the eighth day for Shloshim purposes as well. Amra Chista, Amra Ravina, Barshila, Halacha Gabashal. Halacha is in accordance with Abashal. That makes us a Yom Kikulo, and we consider the part of the day as the whole day. Umodim Chacham Labashal, and the sages agree to Abashal, Kishachal Shemini Shalolias Bashabbos, when the eighth day from burial comes out on Shabbos, Erev Haregel, it's Shabbos and the day before the festival. So he's allowed to cut his hair on Friday. So Friday is the day before the day before the festival. Because Shabbos is the day before the festival. And he's still allowed to get a haircut when it's the seventh day. Because Mixasiyom Kikulo. So the Chachamim agree that the part of the seventh day goes for Shiva, and after that, the rest of the seventh day, when he gets up, goes for the beginning of Shloshim, and he can already get his haircut on Friday, which is the day before Erev Haregel. Keman Ozla, Hada Amrav Amram Amarav, Aval Kivan Sha'amdu, Menachman, Me'etzla Moter Berachitza. In accordance with who is that which is said by Rav Amram in the name of Rav, that the mourner, as soon as the comforters stand up from him, he's allowed to bathe. Kiman, in accordance with Abishol, Abishol. Abishol is the one who says this. Again, this principle of Mixasiyam Pikulo, part of the day is like the full day. So, this part of the day is morning. Once they have departed from doing the Tanchumin, of com comforting him, so the morning is over. It's the end of the period of morning, and he may go and bathe. Abai says the halacha is in accordance with Abishol on the seventh day. And the Chachamim agreed Abishol for Shloshim, a 30 day period. That's how Abai learns. Rabbi says it is like Abishol for the 30th day. That makes us Yom Kikulo. Part of the day is like the whole day. But the halach is not like Abishol for the seventh day. In Naradai, they learn, Really, the halach is like Abishol, not only for Sheva, also for Shoshim, for Shoshim and Sheva, both 
Mixus Yom Kikulo. Either way, the Amar Shmuel Halachik Dever Mekel Be'eva. And this is in accordance with the general principle that Shmuel says when it comes to the laws of mourning, there's a general tendency to be lenient. So you have different opinions. We'll take both leniencies. So Paschal like Abishol, Mixus Yom Kikulo, part of the day counts as the full day, both for Shiva as well as for Shloshim. Shloshim Yom Minolan. How do we know that there's a 30-day period of mourning? We learn it from this limud of pere pere, that to have his hair grow from nazir. It's written over there, your heads you shall not allow to grow long. Don't let your hair grow long. And the nazir shall have his hair grow long. Just as by nazir, it's a period of 30 days. Afkan Shoshmyom, so too by morning, it's for 30 days. Vihasam Minolam, and by Nazir itself, how do we know that it's 30 days? Amar of Masna, Stam Nazir Shloshmyom. An undisclosed time of Nazir, so somebody takes a vow to become a Nazir without specifying it's 30 days. My time, how do we know that? Amakra, the verse says, Kodesh Yiyeh, he shall be holy. Yiyeh, Bikamatria, Tlos, and Havel. And Bikamatria. Yud is 10, Hey is 5, Yud is again 10, Hey again 5, you have a total of 30. So that's a gematria teaching you, Kodesh Yiyeh, he shall be sanctified for 30. So we learn out from Nazir that he needs to grow his hair for 30 days, that although the, the case in the Pasuk is an exception, they shall not have their hair grow long, but the typical process of mourning is they shall have it grow long, also for 30 days. Says Tosos, Asya pera pera min nazir, Yeishonrim sha'asr la'ave liyos sarik rosho la'achav sheva. Some say that a person in the morning is not allowed to comb his hair after sheva. Misham damrina nazir chofim u'mifasves avalo sarik. Because since the derivation is from nazir, so nazir is not allowed to comb his hair. It's going to pull out his hairs. And the derivation is from Nazir. So that's what some say. But Tosos disagrees. Doesn't like it at all. If he plucks a hair, it's prohibited. The restriction of Avelos, although we learn the 30 days from Nazir, they're oriented differently. Nazir is a removal of hair, that's the restriction. Whereas by the Avel, the mourner, it's a matter of being focused on beautification. He's supposed to distance himself from focusing on such a, a concern of his beautification, and it's not the same concern as a Nazir, that he, he needs to be meticulous to not remove any hair. And I asked, when he was an Avel, he permitted combing his hair, during the period of Shloshin. Rav Rabbeinu Yom Tov Pirish Kivon Dekaima Lon Mixas Yom Shiva Kekulo Olokana Lakan Mixas Yom Kekulo Dechalgleb Yom Eshematation Based on the conclusion Mixas Yom Kekulo so the end of Shloshin can really conclude essentially after 29 complete days. Tosos Rav Lo Pirish Kain Delo Arminon Shehe Yom Shiva L'Shnei Yom L'Enin Shloshin Yom 
He says, no, you can't double, you, you can't double dip to say, both for Shiva and for Shloshim, to cut you down to 29 days, but just that you'll have to get a little bit of the 30th day in. Let's see the Ramah. Ramah, the first Salach and Perak Shishi. Medivir so from Shia Avel Noeg, Mixas Divravelis, close Shloshim Yom. There's a rabbinic requirement for the mourner continuing some aspects of mourning, mourning for 30 days beyond the Shiva, Yev Shloshim, Umanayan, some Shloshim Yom. How do we know that it's 30 days? Shareu Omer, Ubochsa Savia, that's Imo, Yerach Yomim. Torah describes by Yifas Tar that she mourns her father and mother for a month. This is a natural tendency. This indicates that one who is in mourning is in suffering for a period of 30 days. And it's a sensitivity to that reality. And that's what it's modeled after. The rabbit is Masig. Amr Avram. The Gemara, your Testament Bay, is by us. We derive the 30 days from Nazir, not from Yifastar. Is Masig on the Limur. Radvaz on this halacha, he quotes our Gemara, Tekel Magalkin, New Testament Base, Shosh Miyom Minolan, Yolof Mperapera Minozi, Sivhacha Roshechem Altifruk, Sivhosam, Golopera, Sarosho, Malolan Shosh Miyom, Afghan Shosh Miyom, Vitema Rabbeinu, to wonder on the Rambam. The Shavik Tamudo Didon, the Somachal Yushalmi. Why is he rejecting the Babylonian Talmud and relying on the Jerusalem Talmud? And this is the critique of the Ravid. Says the Ravaz to answer for the Ramah. We don't derive more than the specific limited restriction of cutting the hair. The hair must grow for 30 days. But how do you know all the other things? Therefore, he's relying on the Yerushalmi, which is telling you a more broad understanding that the person is naturally inclined to be in a more intense state of mourning for 30 days. It's less than Shiva, less than the three days of Bechia, but there is a stage of mourning for 30 days, and that is more than just limited to the hair. So he's, he's defending that our Gemara is speaking in a more limited sense, whereas the Yushalmi is giving us a broader understanding of the, the natural tendency of Avelos. Agos Mamonios, in the beginning of Perk Hamishi, Oshalet, the Lisrot Berosh Me'evlo, Yeish Rotsim Lasa, Koshlosh Mion, that to comb the hair during the days of mourning, some want to prohibit it for the entire 30 days. The Kivon, the Oval Osib Tasperis, Koshlosh Mion, since the mourner is not allowed to cut his hair for the entire 30 days, Gamrinon Perperminazir, and it's derived. Like cutting a testament base from the restriction of a nazir. In Cain, also this rook, Kamo nazir, just like a nazir is not allowed to comb his hair. So, too, the mourner. Nan, Pekimel, Minin, 
He's not allowed to comb his hair. He's going to pull out hairs. So the re sounds like he even allows combing the hair during Shiva. Of course, during the entire period of Shloshim. It's not a strict drasha that whatever you have by Nazar you have by the 30 days of Avelus. It's rather just a loose comparison. The whole din avelus levad miyamrishon have a It's only rabbinic anyway. So clearly, not only shiva, but the entire period of shloshim is darbanan. Even the eno element darbanan lo aser until say a derech tisperes. So what did the rabbis restrict? Only the removal of hair through a process like hair cutting, diglachas and shaving, shuliafos atzmo that are methods of grooming and beautification. Avalisrok muter, but to comb the hair, which although hairs will be expected to be pulled, is not part of the haircutting process, that's permitted. Umori Dodi, Rav Yosef, and Rav Meir, Zatzal, Hevi Raya, Nechol Shalmoi, Shosub Tisparis, Afilochi, Kola A, Nechol Fin And he brought a raya from the fact that Nechol Amoi were not allowed to get a haircut. And nonetheless, people take a, do comb their hair. And no one ever Put up tzetlach, you're not allowed to comb your hair on Cholomoy. Mori Rabbeinu Zatzal, that's the quote over here, the Zos Matsasi, Emes Amar HaTalmit, Bishmi. This is a quote from the Rash, Rash Mishans. He's validating, it's true, it was said in my name. She'asati Chatev Zrosh Be'avel, he says, no, it is learned to, to the comparison between Nazir and Avel is complete. So that is the opinion that Tosa started with, saying, some say it's Asr Yish, Sh'onim Sh'asr Avali Yosarik Barosho. That's Rashmi Shantz. But those that disagree, Understand that it's not a strict parallel to learning the 30 days, a general restriction, Tasperis, Liapos, but not any removal of hair, which is to be expected when combing. Continuing in the Gemara. Om Rav Huna Rav Yeshua, Akomodim. Rav Huna, the son of Rav Yeshua, says everybody acknowledges when the third day from burial comes out on the day before the festival, he's not allowed to bathe until the evening, until the onset of the festival. He found Rapapi and Rapapa they were sitting and saying the halacha is in accordance with the teaching of Rav Huna, the son of Rav Yeshua. Ikid Amri, alternate version. Amr Rav Nechemya B'reid Rav Yosef, Ashkechin Rav Papa Rav Papa, Ula Rav Huna B'reid Rav Yeshua, the Yasef Kamri, Akol Modim, Shemchal Shlishi Shlo Lios Erev Regel Sh'asr B'chitza Ad Ha'erev. Slightly different formulation, but they all are agreeing together that this is the halacha. 
that if the third day from burial comes to be before the festival, that the mourner is not allowed to bathe until nightfall. Let's see Rashi. A modim, a fila I'm a mixus yom kekulo. Even Abishol, what's a modim? Even Abishol says mixus yom kekulo does restrict the bathing till nightfall. Ada Erev, Rashi says, Devadai sholosh shleimin be'in. And we need full three days. Ada Erev. Well, the Erev rochitz bitzonin. Now it's Yom Tov already. So it's till the evening, the onset of Yom Tov. He's allowed to wash in cold water. Or Yom Tanachol Shalmoid. Or wait till Chalmoid. Yerchitz bechamin. Then he can wash with warm water. That's how Rashi learns. Tosa says other ideas. Sha'asu bechitza ada Erev, pish bekontris. La Erev yochol lirchot gufo bitzonin. First quoting Rashi. When Yom Tov comes in, he can wash in cold water. Inami, alternatively, Ponov Yodavaraglov. He's allowed to wash his face, his hands, and his feet. There is a restriction of bathing on Yom Tov. So therefore, he cannot bathe his whole body in warm water. But he can wash his face, hands, and feet in such circumstance once the evening comes, the beginning of Yom Tov. Inami, another Mahalach. That if he has access to hot springs, he can utilize those to bathe when Yom Tov comes in. Inami, alternatively. Lishtov Moter, Kinisa Perakira. Then he can take a shower. Well, even with warm water, that seems to be the context. Meaning the restriction of Rechitza is to bathe, but to take a shower would be permitted. Inami, Bechamen Shochmo Bekarka. Or if the water was heated in the ground, that would not also be a hetter. The debate in Perkir and Shabbos is talking about hot water that was heated in a vessel, not in the ground. Here there's a greater stringency of Shiva to not say that he's, he's allowed to do this and be somech, even Abishol will agree, to not be somech on Mitzvah Yom Kekulo to allow him to bathe. The Bahag says, but even Ravi and Chamishi, you would have to wait until Yom Tov to actually be permitted to have, as he saw, various forms of bathing or showering. Take a look in Hilchos Chalaboy, no Arachaim, Sim Tav Kuf Memches, Sif Yud. If any one of the days other than the last day of mourning is when the festival is coming up, so he's allowed to launder, but he shouldn't wear his new newly freshly laundered clothing until the night. Ideally, he should wait to launder his garment till after midday. So it's clear that he's doing so in honor of the festival. But to bathe is prohibited until night. And some permit him to bathe with hot water after Mincha, when it's close to the evening. Says the Ramah, 
According to us, that we take on a stringency to prohibit bathing in hot water for the entire period of Shloshim. So it's prohibited. It does not negate more than the Shiva, which is within Shiva, doesn't negate the Shloshim. And the Shloshim continues. This would also apply for those that extend the prohibition on laundering for the entire period of Shloshim of 30 days. Now Taz asks a kasha. He says, here the Ramah says to be stringent. And over there the Ramah says, it's, The custom is to be permissive. The primary law is like what's written over there near Adea. Over there I explain the Ramah. Among the Ramah is also bothered by this. Lidi Don, on this Ramah. He's also grappling with this apparent steer in the Ramah. Over here he says, And over there, he has a minig lahakim. So he explains, what does it mean over here, that's minadin. That's what we take on as the din. But the minig is to be lenient. Bottom line says Magnavram is to be lenient because that is the general position of all the Achronim to be lenient. So to take, as the Taz says, the Iker is like what the Ramah says in Elchazavelus. Like we saw the general principle in our Gemara that you go after the Mekel in Elchaz Eva. The, the case over there in Shem Sadek Tes. Yeish Matir and Lirchot's Achar Tfilas HaMenachos Samach LeChashecha says Ramah V'chein Nogin and that's the custom. The Taz of explains in Elchaz Avelos Yeish Litmoa he says, according to us, we're stringent, it's prohibited, to bathe even close to dark, before the onset of the festival. Perhaps over there he's saying, that's what should be. But that's really not the custom. But really, practically, we are lenient, and permit bathing when it's close to the onset of the festival. That's what I think to try and deal with this stira in the Ramah. What does the Shach say? He's saying that when we have this stringency for 30 days, it's only as a stringency to have these restrictions of bathing and laundering for the entire 30. But at the halacha, it's permitted. 
since over here, this stringency will be a leniency in the honor of the festival, so we throw out the stringency. That's what he's saying, the Chaynogin, that for the honor of the festival, because it's just a stringency to avoid the bathing for the 30 days, so in the honor of the festival, the stringency goes out. And this is true not only if it's the third day, even if he only finished the burial an hour before the festival comes in, he's allowed to take a bath. Take a hot shower, hot bath, hot shower, Satosu says anyway. Hot bath. Maybe even though the Ramo wrote in Hilchas Cholamoy, our custom is to restrict bathing the entire 30 days of mourning. Because the onset of the festival only knocks out the stringency of, shlo, of Shiva, not Shloshim. That's what would be fitting for a hara, for a ruling. If that would be actually the requirement of the letter of the law. Here he's writing, that's not the custom. So why did the Ramah write that over there? If that's not the custom, what does the Ramah want over there? The reason why the custom is not that way is because of the honor of the festival. Therefore, why the Ramah writes that is because if you have some circumstance that it's not going to be in honor of the regal, so then he would say, Minadin, to not bathe because of Shloshim. Where would be a, a standard manifestation of this? Is after the festival is over, you still have more Shloshim, more of the 30 days. So, according to the custom, to restrict bathing in, in hot water and laundering until the completion of the 30 days. So, only the restrictions of Shiva are stopped by the Regal, but Shloshim is continued. So if you have an Isser after the Regal of Shloshim, and the, the custom would be not to bathe in hot water, once the, the festival is over, you don't have a continued honor of the festival to bathe. So go back to not bathing till you finish the Shloshim. That's how the Shach says where the Ramah will be relevant. But in Achanami, before the festival, it's essentially, the Minig is Lahakim, because of Kavadarega.